Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to Escaping Kerberos, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce, and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich, and I am joined by the one woman who can fit a compact laser deluxe in most of her holes, Amy. Ah. <laughs> Funnily enough, last week for Boomtown, I made another joke about your orifices. So that's two weeks in a row where I've talked about your bum, your nose, your other places. Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be a part of this. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for your fantastic responses to Lunch Dinner Egg from uh, last week. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, I've had a lot of tweets. uh, People saying that it just comes back to them and they start laughing to themselves. So (laughs) the official T-shirt of the Escaping Custerberus podcast, Lunch Dinner Egg, will be available Probably never. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Welcome to episode 12, Bad Wolf. God. We don't need to tell you where the Bad Wolf reference is because it's right there in the flipping title. This aired uh, yeah. <laughs> on the 11th of June 2005. This is the penultimate episode of the series. Also the penultimate episode of this series of the podcast as well because we've decided next week um, we're going to be doing the discussion for the parting of the ways and then our series discussion overall straight after because this is this is a two-part episode and we said from here on out we're going to do two parts uh two parts episodes together uh starting with series two so we're mm-hmm. going to kind of sort of step in that direction transition it better for y'all listening yes. when it comes to series two but for now um i'm gonna be very very strange I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna jump straight past the episode, ignore everything. We're gonna talk about oh, the next okay. time because oh yeah, the the Daleks are here. Surprise! You didn't know that because they didn't show it last uh, week in the next time, did they? You silly sausages! Dead. Those moments when they like briefly tease the Daleks with the Daleks' eye yeah. and the reflection of the Daleks' bumps uh, behind the controller, mm. like that was all really good, and it would have been so much more like mind-blowing if they hadn't shown in the next time admittedly it's different for us because we've seen that episode a million times already but but that's not the point though yeah exactly 
the next time just kind of trampled The next that. time for this is still exciting because you get the big booming voice at the end. They survived through me. <laughs> and you get all of that stuff. But the thing, the reason why I want to talk about this now first is because I was watching that next time and I'm like, this is it. This is this is Eccleston's last <gasps> episode. No. Except, except <gasps> it's not because, hey. and I've had people tweet me about this as well. I was tweeting about it a lot on a Sunday because, oh my goodness me, uh, Christopher Eccleston, the ninth Doctor himself, the man who's been away from Doctor Who for 15 years due to his crappy experiences back in 2004 and five, is coming back to Doctor Who. We applaud it. We're applauding. We're going to applaud him. Chris, if you're listening, we love you. This is for Please, you. Please, can I interview you or something? Hi. Because he Long totally joke. listens to this podcast. Maybe, he, maybe sure. he does. Maybe he's listened to this and that's made him think, do you know what? Yeah, screw it. Let's go back. Uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Only I would try and take claim for that. But yeah, he's coming back yeah. uh, to, to Big Finish to do 12 audio dramas starting next year. Or they're releasing next year. Oh, 12? 12 audio dramas. They're in four volumes. Uh, starting in, I think it's like May, June, August, not May, June, August, it's like May, August, December, May or something, like 21 to 22. Right. Or something along those lines. Um, So he's coming back to do that. And literally today I recorded and edited a video regarding that, which you will get tomorrow if you're listening to this on launch day for the podcast for this, which will be Thursday the 13th. It's currently Wednesday. Sorry. That's not confusing Sorry we're a little all. bit late. It'll be out on Friday. <laughs> Friday the uh, 14th of August. This this video I'm currently talking about will be live and uh, kind of cover a lot of the stuff on there. So we're not really going to focus on the fact that Eccleston's coming back on this podcast. We've got a whole episode to talk about. But, but that is super exciting. Oh, I'm so- you came pounding down the stairs. I can't remember what I was doing. You were doing, sat watching Frozen 2. You were. You just came you running were, down the stairs, and you, you were a bit emotional. <laughs> doing a little dance. You, you were, I came downstairs. You'd just seen. I don't know what part of Frozen two you'd seen. No spoilers. But it was where Olaf had just. Yeah, uh, and you you were on the sofa, <laughs> looking a bit emotional. And I came downstairs. I did a little dance. I was a little bit emotional as well. And I'm like, he's coming back to. <laughs> uh, and oh god, it was it's like I somebody sent it to me on Discord this tweet, and it was just like oh my god i'm like it's a big finish tweet there's only one thing that would get somebody to post this in my doctor who channel what's what's going on here <laughs> and then the title of christopher eccleston swings round, and i'm like <gasps> they did it uh, you crazy breathe. son of a bitch you did it heavy breathing the heavy breathing picture with the cat <laughs> <laughs> that if was I wish not that all of you could that have was just seen not the even the heavy bre- you pulled like a proper face there the heavy breathing face is just <laughs> like a proper like stare chonky the chonky cat. stare i don't know what you did I a just chonky did. i've done i did a peter pettigrew you look like yeah a slovene shagged <laughs> peter pettigrew you, oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> that's me Bonfell i don't Foch, like that in normal pettigrew life. day slovene um Please, but yeah that's that's happening and that's really exciting so the the emotion we're gonna have come throughout the sort of course of this episode and into next week um is going to be semi undone by the fact that this is actually happening. But anyway, back mm. to the beginning. Bad Wolf ahead on the 11th of June 2005. I can't remember whether I've already said that. I think I have. Yes, you have. Oh, well. But that's okay. Screw me, I guess. And uh, the episode opens with a. I'd rather not. <laughs> 
tell me about it. Uh, the episode opens with a quick rundown of the long game, episode seven of the series. Yes. And you uh, sort of think, but why? Why are we looking back at the, the fat thing and the ceiling and Simon Pegg being all hot and things? What's, well, actually cold, but also hot. Like, what? Like, <laughs> what? Why is this important? And lo and behold, the doctor wakes up in the Big Brother house. And this is the first, like, instant moment of contention. And I think it was the same with the Next Time trailer as well. The fact that we've got Big Brother, the weakest link, and is it what not to wear? It was called, yeah, I think it was called What Not to Wear with Trini. It is, what not, I've just looked at the Wikipedia page, What show. Not to Wear. I surprisingly never watched it. And the thing is, oh, I think I, I did. genuinely can't picture Trini and Susanna. I'm just looking at their pictures now. I vaguely can, like mousy hair, kind of like one's a bit shorter, one's a bit taller. I mean, I could engage that from the robots, but like... I mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> Whereas, if I'm thinking of the people I'm thinking of... Anne Robinson is, of course... A I mean, living Anne legend. And Robinson. Like, you can't have... Ex- you, I think it might be part of, like, the British citizenship test. It's like, who is, <laughs> who is, who is Anne, Anne Robinson? Robinson? Are you scared of her? And there's two tick boxes. One says <laughs> yes, the other says yes. She, fun little segue. She used to host um, Test the Nation with, I want to say, Philip Schofield or someone <laughs> like that. And honestly, Test the Nation was like. I thought you were going to say that. Um, show. Was it called It'll Be All Right on the Night? Where she would do like oh, TV yeah, no, bloopers? That was, like, that mm, was, that that was, was the was... most jarring thing I'd see Anne Robinson do because she sort of appears on the screen looking all casual and it's like, it's a, it's a trap. She's going yeah. to bite your head off. She's going to kill you. But no, she, she just hosted a thing about um, TV Comedy bloopers shows, and like... it had a pretty certain a canned laughter audience as well. Which made it even more uh, yeah, awkward. Yeah, probably. Now, Test the Nation was great, though, because it was essentially just a giant pub quiz with logic puzzles, and they had the audience seg- segregated into, like... Um, not like not that. Not segregated. Not like that, but, like... <laughs> Jesus. They had them separated, use the right word, into, like, their professions. Right. So they had teachers, they had builders, they had, like, doctors, they had, like, all this kind of stuff. And then they had over-25s, under-25, like, this kind of thing. And they had them separated in audience sections. And you could play along at home, and you had to answer all the questions, and then they did it in rounds. And then, like, throughout, like, the process of it, they just showed kind of, like, the statistics on screen for who got, like, the logic puzzles and stuff. And I'm pretty sure they eliminated, like, groups of people or something, I'm not sure. But it's a really old show, but it was so good. Like, we used to play it every year when it was on huh. so good that's cool if anybody remembers that i'm not making it up <laughs> when you say like separating the audience into professions it reminds me of one of my last days at university when my course leader was like right everyone splits up i want all of the because uh, i did a media course it's like all of the budding directors to go here all the budding writers to go here all the budding producers to go here and everyone else who doesn't know what they want to do go stand over there and there's me like i'm gonna go into video editing is does that apply as not something that I I, I know? Uh, sure. Apparently, Apparently not. not. But um, yeah, that was the first big part of contention about this episode was the whole game show approach, which funnily enough was Russell T Davies' first idea for Doctor Who, mm. something he actually pitched to the BBC back in like 2000, 2001, when the, the conversation began again leading up to the uh, 40th anniversary in 2003. Yeah. Because that was kind of when he really put the put his foot on the gas to get this going and lo and behold it happened but that was one of the things mm-hmm. he, he pitched back in the day and weirdly that's the thing that like critics and stuff didn't like oh i loved I, it i loved it. it it was 
it's kind of like you know the, taking something that we know really well and making it scary you take any moffat story you take statues you take shadows yeah. you make it scary easy peasy you take something pop culture like that and it kind of makes it scary i mean like i said Anne robertson's scary enough as it is well yeah <laughs> uh, even though i'm pretty certain she's like super sound like oh yeah absolutely like you know i yes, don't think she's super really got down to her. in her body I think it's when, just a kind of <laughs> when she's in front of you asking you questions it's all a bit oh and yeah. um I, I yeah i always loved that and in fact um this is uh something that uh, dana lewis has sent a question in asking about why you think so many people hate the game shows as being part of the episode and Tony on oh. Twitter actually also plays up into this kind of by saying Bad Wolf was one of the, one of their favorite episodes. However, do you think newer and younger watchers will enjoy it even nearly as much due to the reliance on now very dated references? Or do you think Doctor Who should use these re- should it, sorry should Doctor Who use these references or stay timeless? Ah, uh, oh, that's a good question. I personally feel like it doesn't overly matter because Mm. looking at it from a point of view of obviously growing up and watching these shows i mean me my mum and my sister used to watch big brother like religiously until it left channel four and then we got bored oh yeah Um, it moved to channel five didn't it but yeah um but when it was in like the height of its prime obviously you know we were really into it and it was around this sort of time that it was really big because i remember me and my sister were actually quite young when we were watching it we must have been probably eight or nine because we used to we were in my old house before we moved um and uh so but like looking at it now as an adult oh god that's scary (laughs) as an adult um i don't really recall who trini and Susanna are like even though uh, like I did used to watch I vaguely used to watch what not to wear um I wouldn't recall them off the top of my head but like I don't think it's necessary because I mean big big brother is very very pop culture like yes it will probably die out eventually and kids nowadays might not know what big brother is and stuff but I don't think it's necessary particularly because you get all the sort of um What's the word I'm looking for? Like everything is laid out for you. It's not like you. It's have not like you, you need a reliance inherent... of knowledge of the programs yeah, to actually. It, you don't allow need it. To yeah, it's yeah. not like you have to have an inherent knowledge of what goes on within these games to understand that if you are eliminated, you are in trouble. Mm. Like that's the basic kind of thing of it. Um, and obviously you see that with like it's very well kind of expedited throughout the episode that like tells you kind of everything in there is easily understandable like linda explains that linda with an eye got kicked out because she damaged property like that's yeah i think which i'm pretty certain was the case on the series anyway yeah it was um the weakest thing you get it explained for you that if you get voted out you think like and you have to answer questions like it's not like you need a particular reliance on it i do understand what you're saying about it like being timeless because i do think that obviously things that can achieve timelessness do really well but i think it's part of the charm yeah because this first series of doctor who is so dated that we've as we've kind of you know explored with mickey and his computer and the mobile phones and like that's more just down to general production at the time like whenever anyone pulls out a mobile phone on like any tv series you know for a fact when about it's set yeah 
But I mean, I think it is part of Doctor Who's charm is the fact that they don't worry too much about it being timeless, especially not this first series, because this first series was so key to it coming back in 2005 that they weren't worried about that because they were just trying to get it kind of back off the ground. Mm -hmm. So I suppose nowadays maybe it would be better to for it to be timeless but they're just kind of carrying on like what they've already got and i feel like doctor who is the sort of thing that is just kind of in the present so like you don't really have to worry about the timelessness of it to enjoy it yeah exactly like i feel the 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 main negative response was actually more towards the trini and susanna robots because people were kind of like as much as they could happily get behind the android and the whole big brother concept i think the trini and susanna was a bit of a push like Mm. As you said, like I've never watched it, and as I said, I can't, I genuinely can't picture Trini and Susanna, so I, I just don't know. So that that sort of pop culture reference has always been lost on me. But I think for Big Brother and The Weakest Link specifically, as much as The Weakest Link was killed off, I want to say, I want to mm. say like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. It might be a bit later yes, than that, but it was about that like time that. that I think they they ended up ending it. Cause I'm guessing Anne Robinson couldn't be bothered anymore because I mean they've been doing it for a long time. Um, yeah, Big I Brother, mean, like they it's just not like it's still going. But wow, what, I mean, this that might just be me, me talking, but much like a lot of reality TV, who cares anymore? Yeah. A lot of reality TV has gone down the tubes. People prefer to watch Love Island and crap like that. I mean, love, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that but, is I mean, reality TV, really, really of, but it's it's like, that's, that's the only one so... that people care about. It's like X Factor. Back in 2005, Ugh. everyone was obsessed with the X Factor. Even I watched the X Factor Britain's back then. Britain's Got Talent. Britain's Got Talent, I watched jazz. that as well. And nowadays, you wouldn't see me dead watching it. I think it's nah. all crap. But like, I think Big Brother... And... I think that was why... Sorry. Sorry. No, after you, after you. <laughs> I think that was why Russell T. Davis was so keen to do it when like reality TV was you still like, had the at chance, its prime. Yeah. Um yeah sorry you can say what you're gonna say now <laughs> yeah i i think big brother and weakest link were actually two very really good shouts because they would be more mm. timeless like i don't know about I think- the selling of the, the the license the ip to other countries mm. with the weakest link but i know for big brother it was huge like they sold yeah. it to everyone i mean oh, do yeah, you remember i mean i have of- no idea what year this was this was like as much of big brother i know it was jade goody and shil Pichetti. Yeah, that was in the UK. That though. was the UK one, but then Shil Pachetti went and like hosted the. Oh yeah, she went and did like Boss, Indian which was the Indian or one. something like and, that. Like, yeah. Every single country on the planet oh, yeah. had their own Big Brother. So they had Australian Big yeah, Brother. They even had, if you like... didn't, even if you don't know British Big Brother, which you don't need to do, if you if you if you exist and you've watched TV during between 2000 and 2010, you will have seen Big Brother. So that doesn't really matter. Mm. And Weakest Link. You don't again. You don't really need to know the 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 mechanics of the show, as you've said. You don't need to know any of that. It's just a quiz mm. show. But if you are British or you know of Anne Robinson and the the sheer fear you have on the weakest link, that it makes the um, when they up the stakes even higher with a disintegrator beam. You know how terrifying yeah. that must be. Hence why, um, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Fitch at the beginning, yeah. first one to get evicted. Hence why she breaks down. And it's it's quite interesting because like that particular sequence of her crying and Rose like realizing something's up, you don't laugh at her. You don't find Mm-mm. Fitch funny as much as Rose is there killing herself laughing through most of that sequence. That actually kind of annoyed me. I don't know. Like, I'd be more because frightened. I feel like it's like if you're being yeah. pulled onto a game show. It's like you if you were in a dream 
and you got dragged onto a game show out of the blue. Like you were sat oh, God. having a dump in your dream, as most of us do. Uh, and then suddenly some Muppet with a headset on waltzes in and drags you off the toilet. You've still got your trousers around your ankles and you're plonked on a plinth and st- in front of a robot Anne Robinson. You'd be quite literally, even though you've just been doing it, crapping yourself. So, <laughs> you know, it's not like it's something you'd laugh at, but I think it's kind of interesting to know what, what on earth is going through Rose's mind. But then obviously that realisation that something's up, she just clicks back onto, okay, I need to pay attention here. This is weird. And seeing yeah. Fitch so scared i think as soon as you get to that point it kind of nails down the or it, it, sorry it sort of pushes away the the silliness of it i think that's again trini and mm. susanna that silliness didn't really go anywhere the face off and we've got a chainsaw and some claws and i'm just like well they're not going to kill captain jack are they Duh. no <laughs> obviously like it's not like adam where they have him in for one episode and then get rid of him <laughs> adam adam, <laughs> adam. <laughs> Don't, I suppose don't it's, phone um, home. I suppose it's... Uh, I, d- I think the only other way they could have potentially done the Trini and Susanna bot a bit better would be if it had been like Gok Wan or someone. <laughs> but like... <laughs> because Gok Wan was fairly... He was popular back in the would day. Would like, well, I was thinking it'd be something like Botwan or Gokbot or like <laughs> Gokbot. Some, something like that. Bot Botwan, I quite like. Botwan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'd probably be the only way they could actually make it kind of because I mean, Gokwan's still kind of current. I mean, if like, you like do your annual Panto, then yeah. But like, do people know who Gokwan is more than Trini and Susanna? I feel like I if feel I say like they Gokwan, would. people can picture him more than yeah, like, definitely. Trini I mean, and if it were a big fashion mogul, it'd be uh, like Tyra Banks. <laughs> Tyra Banks. Satellite bot. Five's next She's top not model. British. No, I know. I mean, Norse captain. Uh, basically, John Barrowman is Scottish. John so. Barrowman is Scottish. Um, Let's just appreciate that for all you old folks who didn't know. Yeah, he's Scottish. Scottish American. And if you Google John Barrowman Scottish. Oh boy, it just makes it's a, him like it's it's very it, it's very strange when he talks with his natural accent. It's very 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 heavy. Scottish, yeah, it's like. a bit weird. But um, in, it's the fact that Linda with a Y then references like a bunch of other shows they do. She talks about stars in their eyes, and it's like if you're gonna have John Barrowman on your show, do stars in their eyes. Do stars in their eyes. Maybe the I idea mean, of having somebody be blinded. I mean, obviously we don't know how literally the blinding is in there in this yeah. universe. Of stars in their eyes. I've always just pictured it was a laser. Or something. Mm, me too. And then like stumble off the stage into what seems to be a big fire pit, but in reality it's just a persistent <laughs> disintegrator beam. I don't know. But like do something like that because I feel like stars and stars in their eyes would be a much more recognizable thing. Again, something that was been that was syndicated across a bunch of different networks all across the globe. I'm mm. sure I'm, I say I'm sure, I'm pretty certain it was. Um, but then you couldn't have a naked Captain Jack, and to be honest, that's what all anyone is there for. Really, isn't I mean, it? he says your viewing figures just went up, and he's not wrong. Well, I mean, can we can we take a moment? <laughs> uh, can we have an F in the comments, please, for John Barrowman's bare butt, which was shot oh, and cut, but got cut because the BBC were like, nope. They cut the butt. They cut the butt. Zero out of ten. Worst episode God ever. Thank it. you for listening. Good night. <laughs> but this leads in quite nicely to a question from Adam Robery, just talking about uh, particular shows and what we'd replace like Trini and Susanna with. Uh, he asks, if you had to create a deadly game show for the game station, what would it be? Oh. Oh, it'd be... 
Oh. I'm going to jump in and say, kind of because it was it was partially referenced in the in the show that I'm going to mention. Or if Doctor you steal my mentioned. answer, I'm going to say gonna the, the, the Digi Daleks at the end of Takeshi's Castle when they're all oh, shooting right, each other. You're not going to say my answer. Imagine yeah, that yeah. you've got General Lee, who is just a droid. Oh, Takeshi's Castle. And you've got the rest of the contestants in these little dig- in these little dinky Daleks, like almost quite literally, and they are shooting each other with disintegrated beams, and it's like it is literally like a battle royale, last one standing. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, you could do that with just all Takeshi's Castle in general, couldn't you? Because like you didn't just have to have the Digi Daleks at the end; you'd have just the whole show. True, but I just thought Takeshi's Castle. One that would work in the context like of we're going to show people. you one quick thing and also budget. Like they couldn't do an entire obstacle course unless they just flew John Barman out to Argentina and did Total Wipeout. <laughs> Well, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say something like Total Wipeout or like, you know, being a little bit morbid here, but 50-50 because it's kind of like Total Wipeout, not for kids. Like, obviously, that would be a bit awkward yeah. if you were pulling kids into a thing like that. But like Total Wipeout probably. And then you just have like, I don't know, like a pit of doom underneath <laughs> them so that when they fall off the big balls, they fi- like fall into fire or like just It's never perceived to be fire. And yeah, it's actually nothing kind of or something like that. I think that's probably what I would do because I can't really think of anything else where like eliminations What about they happen. did like the Krypton factor, but if you get a question wrong or something wrong, you're like sat in a little, like in a little chamber and the room just gets flooded oh, yeah, with maybe. Krypton gas. <laughs> you're like, or what about like Crystal Maze? And if you get locked in a room, you get disintegrated. <laughs> you get locked in a room, the air gets pulled out and you suffocate. <laughs> oh. The Crystal Maze, wow. because you're being dropped into a maze full of sharp shards of crystal. Wow. Let's, Sounds more like a t- saw trap. Mm. Oh, I'm a little bit worried for you, the way you said that with such a straight face. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of other game shows now. I want to see turn into something brutal and horrible. Just Fall Guys. Just just yeah. sit a bunch of people <laughs> down, make them, play, make them play Fall Guys, which is great fun, by the way. I know it's, I know it's probably everywhere. You're probably listening to, this, mm. listening to this and thinking, oh, for goodness sake, I came in to talk about Doctor Who <laughs> and not bloody Fall Guys. I've played like four, five hours of it and I still don't have any crowns. Not the point. I'm bad at it. We were talking about naked John Barrowman, so, so let's get back to that, shall we? <laughs> I'm saying Takeshi's Castle, or at least I would probably the, say the, the Daleks at the end, the, digi, the dinky dodgems, as Craig Charles would put it. Or the, I'm pretty certainly called them Daleks at one point. I'm sure he has. Yeah. Uh, or, and you would say just total or wipeout. just some really, really stupid, like the price is right. <laughs> Family fortunes. Our survey says, <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> I used to watch so much challenge as a kid. Oh my god! So I, catchphrase, catchphrase would be mint if you get an answer wrong. <laughs> if you get an answer wrong, a robotic <laughs> Mister Chips comes out and kicks the piss out of you. Oh my god, Laura! I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> my sister's for fun fact, everybody. My sister Laura is terrified of Mister Chips. <laughs> Basically, if, if your sister went on this catchphrase but accept you die it'll be like that video of um, Mr Blobby coming out and scaring Jack Whitehall and Big Fat Quiz in a year she used to love Mr Blobby Mr Blobby well. is hysterical if you watch that thing, if you've never seen this Big Fat Quiz of the Year it's kind of like I guess the successor to that Anne Robinson thing you were on about what a great um, uh, I think Jimmy Carr hosts it yeah he and does he talks about how Jack Whitehall hates Mr. Blobby. So they get Mr. Blobby out to like deliver some questions and Jack Whitehall is properly He's like out so of his uneasy. 
he's like he, he's almost like frozen with fear that he's there like so these funny. producers are gonna get a cease and bloody desist from me because oh my god why would you do this or that clip of mr blobby on this morning where he just runs in and trashes <laughs> the studio <laughs> That's what makes him so funny on the Big Fat Quiz of the Year, as much as it is funny in itself. Just seeing him when when I think I think he's like right at the end, and Jimmy Carr's like, "Oh, can you go and get the trophy?" And he gets the trophy, <laughs> and he runs straight through the back of the set, like he just plows through it. And you've got the lighting rigs and the and the stage crew just there, like, oh, okay. I think we should have Deal or No Deal as a game show where you get eliminated. Because the contestants never leave, do they, until they, like, either decide to leave the show or they... they, I mean, obviously, they go home in between, but, like, you know how Deal or No Deal works? They have the same contestants just rotated all the way through. So, like, you start with 25 contestants and then one contestant gets picked, gets their chance to Uh, win. Oh, yeah, yeah. So imagine if, like, you're the person at the beginning that gets their box picked and you go, oh, no, there's no... I'm not, not, like... My my life is now down to 50-50. Like, oh, God. You know what? Actually, Jungle Run... I used to be. Oh my god! I used to be terrified about the fact that those kids right at the end would get stuck in that big monkey's get belly. In the monkey. Genuinely terrified. <laughs> or Raven. Raven already has. <laughs> they like, got the eliminator. Literally bits, get eliminated. <laughs> Dude turns up with his big cloak and closes it around you. <laughs> Bye. Oh my god. That was a great show. Get your own back. You fall into acid instead of gunge. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> Again, saw traps. Uh, what about? Um, oh my god, what was that show where they had was it Hole in the Wall? Where you <laughs> and if you don't get through the wall you fall into acid. <laughs> you're, you're there, you've been transmatted out of your house. You're there like, oh no, I've been just, I've been selected to go in the games and you look up and there's Anton du Bloody Beck stood there. Oh Dale at, Winton as it used I'd say to Ant- be. I'd say Anton de Beck's probably the worst of the two. As trying to do his bring on the wall thing. <laughs> bring on the wall. That was <laughs> that just reminds me of Harry Hill. I was about to say much. robotic Harry Hill saying fight. Oh god. <laughs> we have... Anyway, we've really, really got off topic. I hope here, you're enjoying our little nostalgia trip down game we show are lane. Twenty eight minutes in it all we've talked about is game shows and naked Captain Jack. It's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. Well, what can I say? It's very warm in my room now. I know it's thinking about captain jack got me all steamy the color blimey where were we but that thank you adam for that question um if you do have any more (sighs) questions regarding doctor who in fact come next week of course next week is going to be our last episode of series one so the parting of the ways Mm -hmm. and our like series slash doctor rundown uh then please do send us your questions either in the comment section below if you're on the youtube version of this podcast if you're just listening to this on whatever system or whatever system whatever platform you're on then please tweet us at whoculture using the hashtag escaping Cerberus. you can see the spelling of it in the title of the video slash podcast are we aiming to record this one on saturday so you've only got like two or three days to get questions in so yeah it's a bit soon get cracking i might send it i might send a cheeky tweet out tonight actually chat yeah chat remind me i'm not on stream <laughs> no you're not i am your chat and I'm amy remind, remind me you. to send a tweet out no. to say get your questions <laughs> in for the last episode of series one um but yeah so shall we talk about the episode <laughs> <laughs> actually i was more keen to talk about uh get 100 50 50 uh what are the game shows did you used to watch as a kid no no right no Precise. strike it lucky next part no ignore <laughs> no i'm ignoring you now shush up so, where were we? So, Captain Jack, Trini and Susanna, 
Rose, weakest link, Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Doctor in Big Brother. God, I'm losing it. I haven't been able to talk properly. Right, she's still got Captain Jack on the brain. Uh, (laughs) So do I. So we're we're just going to sit here for the next half an hour and go, oh, yeah, ooh. (sighs) So we, the Doctor ends up in Big Brother. That's where we were, weren't we? Right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I would say I would say by now, right? We've we've we talked about Big Brother. We're like the Doctor gets out, and so on and so forth. The one thing I've always liked about that particular sequence of the Doctor getting out, when it shows you the transmat beam in the ceiling above him, they mm-hmm. have the little metal rods off it, which is like very much a Dalek design. I've always liked yeah. that about that little transmat thing. Whether that was a known uh, thing in terms of designing it, I feel like probably yes, because usually when Dalek tech is designed, it's made to look kind of Dalek-y. I mean, we watched um, Confidential, didn't we? And uh, Russell T. Davies himself said that the way that Trini and Susanna glide across the floor was meant to be a subtle nod to the way the Daleks glide across the floor. And so, like, users, like, users, Jesus Christ, viewers. You've been watching too were, much internet. I've just, yeah, I have, I think. Um, viewers were like, it was a very, very subtle, like, oh, they glide like Daleks. Maybe there's Daleks. Oh, do you know what shows that maybe there's Daleks? The next time. <laughs> <laughs> you sound positively salty about it. Actually, do you know what? In regards to whether like the game show is being used, age the program, age the episode or not, I actually think when I said about you've been watching too much this, that, and the other, this was obviously a, a thing to imply TV bad. Watching too much TV is bad. Yeah. Kind of like how The Bells of St. John in Series 7 the less we talk about that the better um oh yeah that was the internet, internet bad. bad like <laughs> i think that ages this more than big brother weakest link mm-hmm. and trini and Susanna. like tv is not good for you makes your eyes go square now yeah. tv is seen as a much better alternative to sitting and playing games or being on the interwebs yeah. all the time i mean so. now it's like if you can't stream something every episode in one go then what is your life <laughs> do you know like you can't sit and watch a, a tv series that's released week by week who does that anymore lol yeah it's quite i there's i say i kind of miss it because obviously we still watch doctor who which obviously mm. is still released week to week and then even when as much as i only watched two episodes of it because i thought it was crap the grand tour released uh oh, yeah. they release things weekly it's like some some I mean, I streaming shows, some shows release weekly instead but the last couple of yeah. things that i've watched have all been released on the same day I quite like things that are released weekly. It sort of brings back that like, oh my God, I've actually got to wait yeah, for it. It's, like, it's like there's nothing stopping you stopping yourself and not watching the next episode. But if I'm watching The Witcher and I, I want to no see a bit more of Henry Cavill with his chebs out, I'm, I'm going to watch that. I mean, who in their right mind watches one episode of something where 12 episodes exist and they go, do you know what? I'm going to stop there and wait a week. I think you're Nobody. basically talking about most of the listener base to this podcast who are like, well, I mean, now I have, have to choice. wait for the next episode before <laughs> I can watch the next episode. I just, ah, I know some people who have gone and like they've, they've watched a couple of episodes and I've gone, I should have done that. And then waited for the podcast to catch up and then they've continued. I mean... That's that it's really choice. bad because like, just as this episode was ending, I was there like, "Can we just like, can we just like just watch keep the watching, next one, please?" I did say to you, I said to you, "Should we just do two parts of one go?" And you were like, "No." Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I thought so, you meant recording two separate podcasts or doing the so, whole thing in one go. Don't. We're going to do that next series, okay? <laughs> we have a couple of two-parters for next series. We do, we do. So you, you're all good on that one. So the Doctor makes it out of the Big Brother house along with Linda with a Y. The Linda with a Y. Linda with a Y. Uh, Captain Jack makes it out of the Trinity Susanna Bot's death den by the compact laser deluxe he had in the places where the sun in probably shines because it's probably a very nice butt. Uh, I do not know myself. I have not seen it. Maybe that'll be my after podcast research. Uh, and <laughs> Rose, of course, is down to the final two with Roderick. As What a git. He's a bit of a dickhead, but at the end of the day... You know why? You as much I as mean, as much as he's an asshole, and we get we'll talk we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Roderick next week as well. Um, he's being a you're dick for your life, mate. He's being a dick for the dare I say it the right reasons. This is yeah, not the situation I mean, where you stand there and be like, "It's okay, we'll make it out together." It's like you're thick. I'm keeping yeah. you. I'm gonna you're make sure to I survive. win. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna win, and he and he does well. He wins. I mean, he does. He doesn't yeah. survive, but you know. Um, excuse me. What? Spoilers? Was that in this episode? That wasn't in this episode. Shut up. Richard! Ah, it's alright. <laughs> it's, he's, he's very, he's only a very brief character, really, but yeah, he's, <sighs> he's kind of, apart from Linda, who, she's a bit, Linda is a bit flat in this, and I think, mm. it, I think that is kind of deliberate, because the Doctor says to her when he's escaping he's like you come with me and he's like do you think people will vote for sweet like you're dull as piss i'm sorry yeah. but you're not meant to be that interesting and obviously as soon as she sees this, this sudden spark of excitement she's like can i come with you oh by the way you're looking pretty tasty it's kind of like all right martha 
Jeez. Yeah, it did. I was a little because I turned to you and I went, "All right, what's he flirting?" Yeah, for? I know. Even like... the doctor. I think. I don't know. I think that now the doctor feels like he's got like this new family of people. Like that's kind of why I'm excited for the for the big finish stuff as well. Depending on when that takes place, to to see this mm-hmm. doctor when he's a lot more lonely. Now he's got this this family almost. He's got Rose. He's got Jack. He's kind of got Ricky. Um, <laughs> now he's at this position where he's like, "Ooh, a fling. I could do that." We don't know what the doctor's he's past is. He's already having a fling. Kind of. I mean... Uh. <laughs> kind of. I think he's still kind of <laughs> convinced that Rose and Mickey were still kind of a thing. I'm not entirely sure. That's a conversation for another time. But, um... Yes. I, like, she's she's a bit... She's a bit flat. And... Mm, I quite like her. I, no, she's she's nice. She's a good... She's a... She's a, a like a... I say, she's, I say she's flat. She's a good character. And she's kind of enjoyable she's, to have there. She's a nice bit of positivity in a room full of dark blues and she's one of the main characters that i always remember like oh yeah you, you don't forget me, linda. like name a character from season one i'd be like linda with a y <laughs> it's just it's that just obviously like... as a character like if for example she did go further with the current state she was in the current position like her character was in she mm-hmm. would need a so much like padding yeah but but I mean, that's because she's only a two-episode character, yeah. so you don't necessarily need her to be exactly like. And to be honest, I mean, have you seen the people that go on Big Brother? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as the doctor says, is it really is it really that worth getting your face on the telly? It's like for some people, yes. Mm. Never understood why, but you know, okay. Again, TV bad. TV bad. Reality TV bad. I mean. In my opinion, yeah. That's not uh, a lie. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone back to game shows, dang. No. Um, let's talk about the uh, the Floor 500 folks. So we've got um, Davish... Is it Davish Pavel? I'm looking at the mm, credits something here. Like that. Uh, the funny bit is, is that I turned to you, didn't I? Because when the Doctor goes, oh, someone's playing the long game, I went... Wasn't there an episode called The Long Game? And you were like, yes, the yes, one with Satellite seven. 5. And I was like, oh, yeah. God, that. you suck at this. Have you even <laughs> yeah, listened to the podcast? I mean, no. I would say Davish. <laughs> I think it is Davish Pavel, but the, the credits on here say male programmer. It's like, cool. Oh, he, had, he literally says his name like he three times. Name. So you've got okay, Davish, well, Davish. Davish Pavel, who's kind of there. He, he's, a, he's a good bit of like comic relief. He's the sort of... He's the man on the inside, the whole, I know there's something wrong. And when the doctor, mm-hmm. like, throws him his gun, and he's like, can I put this down? It's like, there's this really lighthearted funniness of it. He's like, but I'm holding your gun. And then <laughs> you've got Elaine the Pain from Elaine Tracy Peaker playing the female Tr- program. Tracy Peaker. <laughs> Tracy Beaker. I'm sorry, I, I realised I did sound like a P. Tracy Peaker. Tracy Beaker. <laughs> Tracy Beaker. Oh. Anyway, we're not talking about TV anymore. We're talking. Well, we are. But we're dipping back into CBBC territory here, folks. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Elaine the Pain, whose name I don't. I don't think you know. hear her name. I think. Oh no, I meant her actress. Uh, her act- name. Her, she's called Nishanea. Or right. Nishanea. I can't. I, she's I been a lot of things. She's done a lot of stuff, yeah. But most people, especially the Brits, people of our kind of age, will know her as Elaine the Pain from Tracy Beaker. Uh, and she plays this female programmer that Davish is like completely head over heels for. And funnily enough, there's that point when they're kind of flirting. It's, it's weird because like he's talking about the controller, the, the woman who's been all wired in. And she whispers in his ears like, I don't think she's been human for years. 
And what did you say? I turned... I turned around to you and I went, it's funny because in that one little scene, because what is it? Maybe like not even 30 seconds of a scene that they have together where they're standing and they're like, oh, maybe I could get you to come with me, blah, blah, blah. Um, I said that there was more chemistry and they made me care more about them two as a couple in that 30 seconds than Benny and his wife in the entirety of Orphan 55. (laughs) And the thing is, you're, you're dead right. You genuinely do care for them more. And, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. exciting to see what happens uh, with the pair in the next episode but um yeah you, you genuinely do you see this like workplace chemistry it's kind of like what i have with osley at what culture yes like yeah we have that there is that sort of oh this is oh but it's guy love. yeah do should you <laughs> doink somebody you work with hmm. uh uh what <laughs> uh depends whether the controller or the bad wolf corporation allows for workplace relationships I mean, if you want to join closely, you go it's right the, on ahead. It's the biggest question <laughs> on everyone's lips when it comes to Doctor Who. Can the employees of the Bad Wolf Corporation a boink? So, what? What? Lunch, dinner, <laughs> egg, workplace boink. That's on the back of the shirt. <laughs> no, uh, no. And then we have the controller. This weird woman who's been strung in since she was five years old and she's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. And You mentioned that in the lighting that she has, she looks really young. Yeah, and then when she gets like thingied onto the Dalek ship, away. she just kind of looks like. Oh my I mean, god, she's been like transmatted and aged thirty years. Yeah, I think it's kind of just. It did look a little bit like that. Yeah, again, it's just the lighting, um, yeah. and I think it's down. Just makes me think of um, kind of like how my webcam is right now when uh, people or girls would overexpose their pictures to make their oh, skin look clearer. Yeah. That's why you can't. You can only just about see my forehead wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like, I love the, the, the Floor 500 crew because they sound... They, they, it seems like such a, a dastardly corporation. You've got the Doctor saying something else is going on here, something else is being broadcast, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And um, in reality, you've just got these normal people, apart from the security guards who are a bunch of bum holes. But, yeah. I mean, they're probably... They're, they, I mean, they're, they're, the, only, they're the only people they're with guns on the ship. They're going to be trouncing about pretending they're all that. So, of course they will. And they're just like a bunch of normal people. And that's what I love about Davish as well and about how they kind of go, right, okay, yep, something has gone on here. Okay, we're not okay with this. Let's yeah. actually sort this out and find out what it is. And obviously that thing we find out, it's the Diddly Daleks. Not oh, like, no, what a shock. Oh, no, we didn't know. I'm so surprised. Oh, oh no. <laughs> as I said last week, I wish I wasn't so excited about that next time because I just watched it over and over and over and over and over again for a week. Genuinely just, mm. I think it must have been the longest week of my damn life waiting for this episode because i knew the daleks were coming back march 2020 that was like the longest week of my damn life mate 2020 has been the longest week (laughs) of my damn life nah the rest of 2020 has gone well quick literally just march was like actually yeah you know what on its own march March was a bit of a slog because for the first 20 days of march i was sat here buzzing about doom eternal and half-life alex (laughs) <laughs> and in that lead up to anything like that, a lead up to a game coming out, a film releasing, or like your, your birthday or Christmas, you're getting a getting a parcel delivered or something, and everything just drags. Lockdown yep. kicks in, and then it's like three days later. And then it drags I've got some Doom. More. I'm all good for a bit, and then yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. 
Um, da- so Daleks, longest, Daleks turn up. Longest week of your damn life. Longest week of my damn life waiting for this episode to come up. And then the Daleks <laughs> arrive. And as I've already said, the, the teases they had towards the Daleks appearing were so good in that episode. Why ruin it? Why do they have As to I said, it? Yeah. my masters, they fear the Doctor. Tell me, who are they credits? Yeah, literally. All that does like... is imply that maybe whoever is like here, it's a callback to an, an enemy we already know. Similar to, kind of, I say, kind of like Tim Shaw in Series 11, as much as that was pretty crap <laughs> overall. Oh. Um, but, you know, it's, it's calling back another enemy. We've had the Slitheen come back. Surely somebody else could come back. Maybe it's Cassandra, or maybe that's later. Mm. We, oh. we just... Spoilers! Nah. Nah. <laughs> okay. Nah. I don't think it's such a bad thing that they showed them... Like in I said, episode in the episode. Like, no, 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 no. It, it made perfect sense. Oh, you're just talking about the next time. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it, right. we, as we discussed last week, like it made sense to show me the next time to keep people in for the finale because it's like mm. we need to make sure people are here. I'm pretty certain I said this last time as well. The the ratings for series twelve, as much as the series was more solid throughout, bar the end, the the ratings just went down and down and down and down and down and down. Yeah. So they're going to, especially Series 1, they need to make sure everything sticks so the BBC commission it for a second series, which I think they'd already done anyway. Mm. Um, they needed but to make sure that like, they had the viewers in for it. You could have done that, though. Like, I think if you just sort of left the mystery, you could have hooked the viewers in. Like, by this point, if anybody's watching it, they're going to stick around for the finale. If they've made it to episode really. 12... Or episode 11, sorry. Episode 11. They're going to stick around and watch episodes 12 and 13, really. And if you've got that mystery of like, oh my God, who's it going to be? What's the monster of the week? Then I feel like people are going to more so watch it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I can't speak for the general population. We can't really speak for when we watch this back in in the day. Like, do do you remember watching this episode before? Um, I don't know. I don't know whether I remember watching this like the first time or whether my rewatches have kind of just built on that experience because like I've rewatched Doctor Who probably about four or five times since like its original release. Um, so I feel like if I did remember at one point, I probably don't anymore. I think I do remember being like especially kind of shocked and like my mind being blown by um the bad wolf stuff uh but that's i mean apart from like the general kind of overview of like the episode like the game shows and how captain jack escapes while naked and stuff um like apart from that i don't really remember I think how I felt about it. I just remember kind of being like, oh my God, Bad Wolf. And that being kind of like my reaction to it. I don't, I'm not very good with like remembering what I was thinking when I was 10 years old. It's true. (laughs) I mean, I, like I said, I think I just watched this knowing that at some point there were going to be Daleks. And like, I think that, that moment when they say Rose is still alive, it cuts back to her. And then you see through the Daleks eye stalk. I must have just jumped around, like properly jumped around at this point. Yeah. Like, so excited to see more Daleks. Because kind of like we said before, it's something that scared me. I wasn't that obsessed with it. And Daleks were one of those things. that I just mm-hmm. it became obsessed with them. It's same, same with kids back in the 60s when Dalek Mania was a thing. They were terrified of them, which meant they couldn't yep. get enough of it. So yep. I was just, you know, 
I was a pig in poop, as it were, when the Daleks came back on screen for the end of the series. And that led me going into the next episode really excited. And seeing the stakes raised again, like when the Doctor makes that realisation that the Daleks are back again, like as far mm-hmm. as he was aware, this was the... He, he'd won. As he said at the end, yeah. of, at the end of episode six, I win. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And seeing those ships again... He has that initial shock, that that yeah. concern, that dread. And then when the Daleks come up on screen and then they say, we will speak only to the Doctor, he goes, mm-hmm. oh, hello. And like, again, he's, he's back to his whole, ha, ha, I forget. Yeah, I, I've defeated I you so many that. times. I'm going to do it again. And he, you know, it goes from that sort of jolly Doctor and he instantly snaps back into that. Yeah angry monologuing duologuing doctor we saw in dalek in episode six but you even see him like smiling kind of like to what's the word i'm looking for oh how do you say it is he grimacing psychophantically or psychonaf like psychotically sycophantically is i think the word it basically means sycophantically is kind of i think that's how you pronounce it basically is like psychotic but like it's kind of like you mean psychophantically no i'm pretty sure it's pronounced sycophantically is that pronounced is that p-a-p-s-y i presume so psychophant that's with an s yeah, I think it's pronounced sycophantically. This definition I've been given has given me an even more confusing word. What the earth um, is that? But in any case... I don't, I don't know whether that's the right word you're thinking of. Okay, but anyway. well, not the point. Basically, he looks kind of deranged in the fact that he's like... I mean, he would be. I mean, yeah, but like what I'm saying is the way Eccleston plays it is really, really like impressive because you get that kind of one side of him that's like genuinely angry and like really kind of like, no, I'm going to kill you. Like, it's too late. I'm just going to, I'm going to kill you. Um, But then you get the other side that he's just like so kind of uh, unhinged. uh, 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 Yeah. And like, he just can't believe that the Daleks are back. So he just kind of takes this like horrific he his face is really contorted when he's doing it because he's like trying to smile and sort of be like confident but then at the same time he's also kind he of is, like he's absolutely so he's angry fizzing with rage the mm. fact that they're back again like yeah he thought he would he could be finally at peace and to be honest as much like the, the whole time war stuff kind of dies down really after dalek you don't really realize that the yeah. whole conversation about it all kind of goes because as far as he was aware there was only to bring it up again he'd won that was yeah. it I mean, I suppose it's kind of been explored up to this point. The other thing I wanted to talk about in this episode, which I've only just remembered, is that whole sequence after, between when Rose is, like, when they break into the android set and when they are in the cage and they go let's do this or let's do this now yeah. or something whatever let's it is do they it. say yeah yeah that whole scene between when rose gets disintegrated and the bit where they think eccleston doesn't say a word and yet the acting is so so fantastic because you obviously got captain jack in the background that's like you killed her you're stupid games you killed her which is the reaction you expect the doctor to have but 
he's just so like oh my god i think he's i think he's calculating it i think he's trying to i don't even know whether that's it because i think in his brain he genuinely believes that rose is gone yeah i I mean i don't mean necessarily that he's calculating the fact that she's gone i think he's then calculating his next step to get revenge maybe that maybe his doctor because obviously we know so much about Eccleston, but we maybe don't know exactly how he would always tick with certain things. Maybe mm-hmm. because of what he thinks he did in the Time War, maybe come this point, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to be yeah. Mr. Nice Guy anymore. I am going to burn something. I'm going to shoot someone. Mm. Uh, I mean... And it, 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 it almost does feel like he gets that point. Yeah, as you say, like he, he says so little in yeah. the process between... I, I, I don't even know whether it would have been a case of... Um, like him having to sort of quietly convene with Jack about what they're going to do when he says let's do it I think Jack and him are just they're on the same on wavelength on the same wavelength they know yeah, exactly the what they need to do I mean do. I sort of took it as like he's in the first bit because I mean when the soldier's shouting at him like you're under arrest for this that and the other he's just so kind of that I mean that whole scene is great because the way they do the um audio is like they just kind of play the music over and they fade, they fade the soldier out. out in the background and you just get this such a tight shot of Equiston's face that just literally is just kind of like grief stricken of him just be staring dead into As I say, in reference to what you said last week I'm pretty certain his eyes are dead fixed this time yeah literally he's completely still like um, he's I, I don't even know whether he could even nail down an emotion. I think he's overcome with one of he's everything. He's just dead. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of dead. And I think that plays it so well because, like, he doesn't even know how to react. And then you get to um, that sequence in the jail cell, which I love, where they're taking the photos of him. And he's just kind of, like, the lighting is incredible because it's so dark on, like, the bottom section of his face that you can only see like a very slight section that's not kind of like blacked out apart from obviously when he turns but like it's so smooth that's actually, sort it, of... even in that even in that last section when you said about the the guard over his shoulder even that you see half of his face mm-hmm. like um but it, yeah, again I just, playing I out it. the whole media student in us just like it's yeah. like representing the heart like almost half of him is gone now he that mm-hmm. that's, he he's like maybe that's the maybe as i said about him maybe thinking you know what screw it let's just go kill someone that's that half of him gone that was taken yeah. away when rose went and that's it he's he's gonna go all out you can take the whole very darker duller palette of everything you know captain jack's um set was very bright the doctor's set was very was very bright roses was very dark maybe that even foreshadows the fact that mm. rose isn't gonna get out of here the other two seem to be okay because they don't see as much as they are still in peril the whole atmosphere of the space they're in doesn't say watch out this person's yeah. gonna die but like also i think one of the things that really hits home how kind of impactful they wanted that single line to be where the doctor says let's do this um he doesn't even flinch when the guard grabs linda round the face to say like i'm talking to him yeah he doesn't do anything he doesn't move he doesn't look in any other kind of direction he d- it's it's almost like he doesn't really care because it's like i can't believe i was thinking of taking you with me and i've just lost rose i think like, he's just dead focused on what he feel like he feels like he needs to do which is get yeah. to four five hundred and get revenge on Whoever, whoever or, whatever or whatever has killed rose so mm-hmm. yeah 
it's again it's it's one of the things that makes Eccleston such an amazing doctor the way that he can, mm. he can seem to portray so much by doing so little yeah and that's one of the reasons why we love him so much and one of the mm-hmm. reasons why it's so exciting to have him back with Big Finish like it's it's ridiculous I'm that, hoping it's gonna be really really good like I don't really listen to the Big Finish stuff no nor but... do I I've listened to some brief bits of Big Finish in the past um, I listened to a I need to see if I can dig it out. I think I remember what it's called. Um, I remember getting... I think it must have been a big finished... uh, Story Free with Doctor Who magazine. Like, forever ago. Yeah, it was called The Veiled Leopard. And it had Nicola Bryant and Sophie Aldred in it. There was no uh, Doctor in there. Uh, Or it might have been a change of it, because there seems to be a version with... The fifth doctor in it maybe i'm not entirely sure but yeah i got uh a copy of that with a, it must have been a doctor who magazine and i remember right. listening to that and i did quite enjoy it i just never got into listening to big finish i mean there's a part of me that's kind of worried about the fact that there's so much big finish now as to where i'm supposed to begin yeah but i think that's thing, why with the ninth doctor i can just go yep we're gonna go with ninth doctor we're just gonna focus on him mm-hmm. because as much as I can appreciate why it's so good, and apparently you know, it is really good. Like the, yeah. I mean, we've said like Jubilee was a Sixth Doctor big finish story back in two thousand and three, and that became Dalek in two thousand and five. Yeah. Um, and the the characterizations have continued on. Sylvester, uh, not Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker got his eventually got his full like regeneration build up done through Big Finish instead of the yeah. way that it went in the series because of, um. Oh, Michael Grade and What's his face? all the stuff going on with BBC at the time. Like, he got that back. Yeah. And we get to see, like, David Tennant and Tom Baker are doing a big finish thing together very soon. Or it's already out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen it all over the place. Like, I am super excited to delve into big finish. And I'm going to buy... I'm going to buy CDs for oh the first God. time. Oh, my God. You're going to buy an outdated physical media? What? I'm only buying the physical <laughs> ones so I have them physically. Mm. It's like me buying these new Doctor Who Blu-rays, like literally the newest one turned up on Monday for Series 6. But how are you going to listen to them? You don't have a CD player. Well, I can use my USB CD player and rip them to my iTunes and put them on my oh phone my or something. Oh my god, you're such a pathetic... Or I can put them in my PlayStation, if the PlayStation can, can play audio CDs. I'm not sure it can. I th- No, I think you. I think it couldn't, orig- I think it couldn't originally. Uh... But they had to add it in as an update because everyone used to do it with the PS2s. Oh. Uh, you could play audio no, CDs on PS2. it can't. I didn't think it, it could. It can't play CDs. Sony. Lol. Please fix. Please fix Lol, this with the, with the PlayStation 5. Actually, I can play it on my 360. Oh, joy. Or we can, <laughs> do you know what? We'll go, we'll go full old school. We're going to play it on the PS2. I'm not sure my PS2 would handle that. <laughs> I'm sure it would. I don't know. I mean... You've- what what was the last CD you bought? Can you do you even know? Uh, uh, because I have I still have a couple of CDs on my shelf, uh, but I, I can't think of what the I, most recent of them would have been. I think the last CD I bought was the signed edition of a Great Big World's first album. That's understandable. Uh, yeah. that was probably the last CD I bought 
thought, but I don't think I've actually listened to it. <laughs> I think mine actually might be uh, Paki Lundholm's album, American yes. Soccer. I think I got that. I know I got Now Is The Time is EP as, a, as an LP and a disc, and I think I got American Soccer, soccer as a disc as well. I'm so just I think I'm it might be my- that. I'm just looking at my bookshelf, seeing if there's any CDs on there. But I think the last CD I was bought was Elaine Page's The the Musicals collection. But it's not. Yes, it was. (laughs) But it's not. It's not like just Elaine Page songs. Thank God. It's just like her BBC Radio. She's done a collection and she's curated it. Yeah. If Um, it. Trust me, I think if it were just Elaine Page songs, I don't think my mum would have bought it for you. Oh no, I'd have shot myself. Because I don't think anyone um, wants to listen to that. uh, But anyway. Yeah. That's kind of i guess kind of wraps it up for this episode i mean we haven't really talked much but the, the thing is like so much of that like that episode i think one of the reasons why it gets sort of negatively reviewed in fact um esme star asks why do you think this episode received the lowest ratings of the series that's kind of the uh the Was last it the lowest question rated of the series i wow. don't know it might way. be down to spe- i've not looked at like specific numerical ratings but Probably yeah, because we, so we kind much of, of explored the, the fact that, yeah, the whole game show approach, the Trini and Susanna stuff was the main thing that was kind of criticised. The twist apparently was amazing. I got the biggest thumbs up. Some like twist? Did, did you watch the next time? There's no twist there because we knew it was coming. <laughs> what, I was, what twist? <laughs> Unless you didn't watch the next times. Maybe the, the critics at the time didn't watch the next times, understandably, which yeah. technically I should probably do for uh, Doctor Who when it comes to ups and downs, but... <laughs> You're not going to stop me. Uh, I get too excited about these things. But I, I think, yeah, it, it, I've never seen it as a weak episode. I've never seen it no. alongside the Slitheen episodes, really, because they're mm. kind of considered the weakest of that, of this series. Yeah, I do think it's quite a strong episode when you couple it mm. into its like part of the finale. But if you did it as a standalone, think, the tone changes so much. Like, yeah, as much as I don't know, though, I still quite enjoyed it. Like, I think even as a standalone episode, it would be quite I, I mean, fun. I say this enough. I love series one end of story, so mm. I won't criticize. Uh, but no, I, I think I think I think Bad Wolf is great. It's yeah. I think it's it is an interesting concept. It's kind of good they've never really tried to do something along those kind of lines again mm. with old TV game shows approach. To I think it's a things. really good like kind of second parter almost if you look at like the long game as like the first part because it kind of is it's a it's a yeah it was a much more sort of clever way to establish it into a the yeah sort of irl continuity of we need to use the same sets again similar to how boomtown was the cheapest episode made because it was just like screw it we'll film in cardiff Mm-hmm. and that episode has so much more going for it you kind of forget that you're in cardiff yeah and but... i think it's kind of the same for this yes it's the same sets yes it's a familiar location but it all works in canonically because the doctor created this world yes and... i i don't know i don't know why it was like if it was the worst rated of the series which i'm not sure it was but i wouldn't like... say it's the worst i think that's something we're going to get to next week i think that's something i need to add on to this little uh, yeah tweet we'll thing. have a look i'm just going like to write this on my little notepad and... thing i've got open with all the questions on it i'm just going to write tweet on it so i can make sure to remember this tweet uh i want to get your guys rankings of the episodes for next Ooh, week yeah. as well because i think we're going to sit and we're going to rank them we'll rank the episodes in terms in of like which one we like best worst to best we probably will probably put the two parts together Yes, so Aliens of London, World War like Three, and Child Doctor dances. We'll and then... vote on the stories, not the episodes. Yeah, the stories so, like... or the serials, as they usually yeah. known. 
Because um, I don't want to be like, oh, the first part of the Empty Child Doctor Dances was pretty good, but the second part was crap. Like, no, we're just, nah, just, we're just do doing the together, story yeah. as a whole. So alongside any questions you might have about uh, the parting of the ways and all the series or opinions or whatever, because it's going to be the big roundup podcast next week, uh, please let us know either in the comments below if you're on the YouTube version or if you're listening to us on whatever podcast app platform you use then you can tweet us at who culture using the hashtag escaping Casturberus. so yes. that is episode 12 bad wolf the bad wolf corporation did you spot where it said bad wolf plot twist like, it was everywhere all uh, the time i yeah i i'm i'm excited for next week to just i don't know cry i guess but then <laughs> remember that eccleston's coming back and in fact uh, after after having a quick troll through the comments of the uh, last podcast just to make sure I got all the questions, uh, Dan the Meegs, Danny Megan, uh, who is one of the writers <laughs> and editors uh, for Who Culture, does a fantastic job. Danny, if you're listening, you're amazing. Props I to your comment, dude. absolutely love your edits. They're so <laughs> funny. Um, Danny commented on the, b- the Boomtown uh, episode saying, love this TARDIS crew. Shame we never got more time with them. Big finish, save us. And then literally like 22 hours ago put... Oh, this comment aged well. <laughs> and it's like, can you imagine doing that? Like literally posting that maybe a couple of days before Big Finish Town. And I go, by the way, who hey. wants more Eccleston with maybe more Billy Piper and John Barrowman thrown into? Because why not? Please. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be so good. But we hope you've enjoyed listening to us ramble on about things that generally haven't really been bad wolf. <laughs> They've still kind of been relevant. Like we talked about game yeah, shows and stuff. It's We've fine. Not- yeah, it's all right. And tell us what's your favourite game show from when you were a kid. Yeah. For me, That'll tell us everybody's ages. <laughs> ooh, I used to watch a lot of Family Fortunes with my nan. I think I might have to go for that. For sentimental reasons. Mm. Family Fortunes. With Les I Dennis. I think... Lived on Challenge, as I've already said. I think, yeah, probably one of my favourite game shows was probably Catchphrase. I think. We'll have to find... A website that does a plushy Mr. Chips to get your sister. <laughs> no, because she would. In the same way that cry. I got you a Five Nights Two Chica pop vinyl, we're gonna get your sister a Mr. Chips. She's she's not so scared of it now. Like she used to be a lot worse. But I think not if she had if a Mr. I Chips plushie, she'd modify it and put okay. some like red LED eyes. Let's on it. not do that so because I think she's she'd in actually bed. she'd hit you. Like, she wakes up in the middle of the night and there's Mr. Chips at the other end of her room, like. Nah, because she posing to, be... to assert dominance. <laughs> she used to be so scared of stuff that, like, she didn't know what was going to happen. She wouldn't even walk past my room when I had like scary stuff in my room. So oh, wow. okay. I would not do that. Moving swiftly on. Thank you <laughs> Sorry, very Laura. much. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast, and uh, I'll probably have a bit more of a a bit of a, a spill, a bit of a melting heart what, what, what's the word gush. bleeding heart bit of a gush that's the word the gush uh, <laughs> next week regarding Ooh. this series uh, but thank you all so much for all of your comments and questions and just all the support the podcast has had again we'll do a proper gush next week but that will be for the parting of the ways Christopher Eccleston's last for now episode mm-hmm. of Doctor Who until we see you again my name is Rich you can follow me on Twitter at pickupchangetoe and my name is Amy, and you can follow me on Instagram at Ames underscore Elizabeth, because I really don't use Twitter. There you go, then. Thank and if you, you want to follow my baking account, follow Amy Cakes Baking. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's taken 12 episodes, and there's the plug. Thank you all very much for listening. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.